me, better than the last me. Uh-huh. All I can fit was spreading the truth and compassion. Oh, yeah. And whenever they ask him, I be, I be, I be praising. I be, I be, I be. You just heard Praisin from the album The Intro by Denise LaShawn. Go check out Denise LaShawn's music on Spotify or any other music site. Okay, this is Fun Friday with your host, Margaret Kaziboy, and I'm so pumped to kick it with you today. Fun Fridays are fun because we'll have a 20-minute Q&A with me. I'll answer random questions people send in in no particular order, some fun, some serious. So go ahead and put me on your calendar for our Friday hangout every other week. Okay, you're back to Fun Friday, and I'm so excited again. Um, So I hope this is becoming a really great 20 minutes of your Friday. Um, If it's not, sorry, but sorry, not sorry. Um, But I hope you're really enjoying this. So we are back again, and I'm just going to go ahead and start with these questions. We got some good ones today that people sent in. So here we go. First question. What is the first concert you ever went to? And what is your favorite what is your favorite concert you've ever been to? Okay. So, my first concert that I ever went to in my in my life um was in 4th or I don't remember if it was 4th grade or 5th grade. I do know it was one of those two years. I went to the a B2K concert. So for those of y'all listening that know B2K, yes, Omarion, Raz B, Lil Fizz, etc. Yes. So there was a boy band, four of them. Um and I so basically kind of backstory was it was a friend in my class's birthday party. I think it was her birthday. Or maybe it was just to hang out. I'm pretty sure it was her birthday. It was a birthday party. And um, her mom had gotten her and some of her friends concert tickets. So we um, went to her house before, got ready as much as someone can get ready in fourth or fifth grade, whatever that means. And then um, went to this concert. And um, yeah, and then I think spent the night spent the night at her house afterwards. But I mean, you can imagine. I was in fourth or fifth grade. There were probably we were probably the, one of the youngest groups there. Pretty much all high school and older type of people there, um, and um, I remember this one moment. I forgot what song it was. They brought a, they picked a guest out of the audience or someone out of the audience to come on stage, sit on sit on a chair, and then they all started just grinding all over her on the chair while she was sitting there to whatever song it was, um, and. So, yeah, that's my first concert ever. Um, I am pretty 100% positive my parents had no idea who B2K was. Um, because I'm pretty sure I would have not been allowed to go to that concert if they did. Um, but they, I, didn't, I don't think at the time they knew a lot of American bands. Um, so my parents are from Uganda. Um, 
And I was born and raised here. And they've been here for a long time at that point. But still, I still don't think they knew what the hip bands were at the time. And so they probably had just no idea what this concert would have been like and all that kind of stuff. And so I feel like if they had known, I definitely would have not gone. (laughs) So... But they didn't, and I went, and that was my first concert experience, B2K. Um, yeah, if you don't know who they are, they they ended in, like, 2004 or something. So if you don't know who they are, um, I think you can go on YouTube and find their music. Um, you know, their one song, See that sexy body go bump, bump, bump. Yeah, that one. I'm not going to sing for you, but. Um, so they had some, you know, they had some good hits. Anyways, so that was my first ever concert. My favorite concert of all time, if you know me, was On The Run Tour 1 with Beyonce and Jay-Z. It was my first Beyonce concert at the time. Um, And I love Beyonce. I mean, who doesn't? Okay, maybe people don't. I love her so much. Especially in a concert setting. She just puts on such a good show because it's literally, it's just pure beautiful entertainment it's a whole production and I mean it it just every part of it is always so good and I mean obviously you have seen her productions and entertain on tv and at Coachella and all those different things so you understand the fact that she's just great I mean she's one of the very few artists that I feel like can outdo themselves when they put on a concert like Every time they put on a show, it just gets better and better. That is Beyonce. And so, love her. Still greatest concert of all time I've ever been to. And I'm actually, in September, going for On The Run Tour 2 and seeing her and Jay-Z again. So, I'm sure I'm just going to love it. But, good question. Next question. What are some things you wish married people would stop saying to single people? Okay, uh, there's a couple of these things. Um, What married people would stop saying to single people? I think one, this idea... Well, I think I wish married people, and this just goes for me particularly and some of my single friends that I know. I can't speak for all single people, but I really do don't love when married people are always like... Or when some married people say, when are you going to get married? When are you getting married? Or I have this person. Or every time you talk to them, it's, so are there any guys in your life? Or I have this person for you. Or, you know, this and this and that. I understand that sometimes some of your married friends that are close with you want you also (laughs) to be married for some reason. As if, I don't know, that you can't be good friends without you being married. But, I don't know. That's a whole other story. Um, But I think sometimes to the single person, it's kind of like, okay... So clearly my life setup now is like not good enough. And when I get married, it'll be great. And whether or not you mean that as a married person, that's sometimes how it comes off. That when you as a single person finally get married or finally get there, then life is going to be better. Life is going to be good. Um, you're going to have arrived. That's the next step in, step in life, which is grow up, be an adult, work, get married, have kids. And if you don't do that, it's kind of like you're missing out on something or you were not 
advancing in life. So it just it just kind of elevates this thing as life is in these steps. Marriage is the next step. If you don't get married, you're not going to reach the step. Therefore, you have kind of failed in life. And so sometimes that's how it feels. So I think just lessening that question is really helpful for single people. And just not going a whole conversation without you asking them about their love life. Um, I'm sure if that, if, it, if that is your close friend, they'll tell you about their love life. Just naturally, if something happens in their life, if they get a man, if whatever, they're going to tell you. They will come forward themselves and tell you. So you don't have to ask every time you're with them. I promise you they're not hiding it from you. Um, okay, so the next thing, um, I and then I think one more thing is just when married people are like, Oh my gosh, marriage is so hard. Marriage is so, so hard. You know, um, Yana, you're lucky you're single. And I think this this kind of phrase happens a lot. And then sometimes they don't verbatim say you're lucky you're single, but they're just like, marriage is so hard. So, you know, it's okay. You should be kind of grateful. And I think this kind of happens more on the fact when the single person is just talking and maybe talking about struggles that they have. And one of the things being, man, it, I just feel really lonely. It's just really hard because I want to be in a relationship, but it's not happening. And so then now the married per- person thinks, okay, now I just need to say how hard it is. Um, and it kind of diminishes diminishes the fat diminishes what the single person is saying I hope this makes sense to y'all but it just makes that person feel like you're not hearing me and you are not like feeling empathetic for me what you're saying is but marriage is harder um what you're making me feel like you're saying is marriage is harder so what you're saying like you've got it good because marriage is even harder. Marriage is a lot more work. You know, you, you know, people, um, you live with someone, you know them deeply, you see all their flaws. So it's a lot more work than kind of the problem you have in singleness as a single person. And so it's just so interesting to me because it's two spectrums. It's either they always, 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 always want to hook you up or want you to be married with them. Or when you're just, kind of giving your struggles and singleness they're they just you know married people will just say oh but it's but don't worry marriage is really hard and so I think the happy medium is just just be the normal friend you were when you were also single with that person you know when they're when a single person is going through something hard or talking about how hard being single is for them just hear them and be empathetic and be I understand and I I'm sorry that's hard for you And then when they're not talking about that and you're just talking about other things, um, you know, don't always ask them every two seconds when they're going to get married or um, just, I mean, just be a normal person. I think it's not as complicated as, as it has been made. Just be a normal friend like you would. Ask about all the different aspects of their life and be sympathetic about all the different aspects of their life. I think. Okay. That was a tangent. Next question. What does your morning routine look like? Uh, morning routine. So Monday 
Wednesday, Friday, I try to go to this workout class that I go to from six to seven. So if I do that, I wake up at 521 exactly. My alarm says 521. I don't know why I did that, but it does. And I wake up and um, probably eat a banana and then go work out and then come back, have breakfast and coffee, and then get ready for work. So pretty simple. On Tuesday, Thursday, I usually don't go work out in the mornings. And those days, I would like to get up at 6 o'clock because for me, I want to be able to read my Bible and pray. That's the goal, but a lot of times I don't get up that early. Um, and I get up probably an hour before I need to go to work. And so um, in that case, I wake up, I immediately walk straight to the coffee maker in my kitchen, turn on, put in the thing to turn on the coffee. Then I go take a shower, brush my teeth, put very minimal makeup on, get ready, get clothes on. By the time I'm completely done getting dressed, coffee's ready, grab coffee, then grab some sort of breakfast, and then go to work. Um, So that is my morning routine. And literally, I'm a person that has to, has to, has to eat breakfast. So I know some people say they don't eat breakfast or they're not hungry when they wake up. I am starving when I wake up. When my eyes open, I am hungry. So I always eat breakfast. I have to eat some sort of breakfast. Um, And then a morning routine, which I've talked about before in a few podcasts, I think when I was interviewed on my podcast, but one other addition is that I do routinely is, so after I do all that and I get in the car, I call my dad every morning on my way to work. My commute is literally maybe 15 minutes, 10 minutes. So it's not very long. But I call him on the way to work and just say good morning and talk to him. And I've been doing that for a few years now, um, especially um, when I wasn't living. So after college, um, particularly when I wasn't living in Houston, um, I I actually started doing this when I lived in California in 2014 or 15 when I lived in California um, because I was going through a really hard season. So I would call him and then it just became a habit um, to call him on my way to work. And then even when I moved back, but I wasn't living at home, I just kept the habit. So I talked to my dad every morning. We're really close. Um, so that's part of my morning routine, I guess. Okay. What are your thoughts on politics on social media? Um, I mean, if you have an opinion, if you have a thought, if you have a viewpoint, I can't stop you from posting. Um, and if you want to, I really don't think, excuse me, I really don't think there's anything wrong with posting. Um, I mean, you have your opinions, you have your ideas, you have your views. I think what I get irritated about is when people post things so passionately and so intensely, um, one, but they can't. They would never be, like, they would never have these conversations in person. And so, I think a lot of days, the negative is people use social media and hide behind it, but then wouldn't, like, man up and have these conversations in person, wouldn't have these thoughts, wouldn't say them out loud, that kind of thing. And so, for me, I'm like, well, you can't, that just, that completely discredits you to me. Um, And so... 
I'm saying you can do what you want on social media, but in the same breath, if you're passionate about something or passionate about an injustice or passionate about a cause or anything political, then I better also see you outside of that screen window internet world. You um, taking some action on those issues that you have such huge opinions and thoughts about or those views you have such huge opinions and thoughts about and even if they're different than my views um I still better see you doing have basically um have some action with that because again if you if you can just talk a big game on Facebook and social media but you never do anything about what you're saying then really I mean you mean nothing to me. <laughs> so that, I mean, I think that's my philosophy on it, honestly. So, and I think debates, when people write a status and then they just start debating. I, I mean, I personally, I don't see the point in that. I don't think you could change someone's mind through a computer screen and not even change someone's mind. I just don't think debates are successful and useful because things get misconstrued. People don't really understand what the people, other people are trying to say. You can't, I mean, I believe body language and how people are saying things really change, can change a whole sentence of what they're saying. And so you can't really see that on a computer screen. So I just think debates and discussion are better in person. But, you know, people just hide behind those things now because they're too scared to do it in person. All right, next question. If a girl tells you she's interested in a guy... What is the first piece of advice you give when she asks for your thoughts? So, I guess this question, well, so this question is meaning if one of my girlfriends comes up to me and says, hey, I'm interested in this guy, and um, I need your advice. So that's the scenario. I'm interested in this guy, I need your advice. I'm going to ask her... Okay, why are you interested in him? What what about him makes you interested in him? Um what like what what is what is one of the first things that you notice about him that says, "Oh, I you know, makes you think twice about him." So I think that's what I would ask. Um I think this is dependent on the scenario a little bit. So if I know if this is the first time I'm hearing about this guy, um, well, I guess that is the question. No, it's not. No. Uh, yeah. So if this is, if it is the first time I'm hearing about this guy, then it's basically going to be, um, or I've never met this guy in general. I'm going to ask, you know, what, what is, what interests you about him? If it's a guy I might semi know, um, then I'm going to ask, okay, is he dis are some of his values aligned with your values? Like the things that you live your life by? So, for example, if you see your whole life through the lens of your faith and what you believe about God or Jesus, and that's how you live your life, then I'm going to ask you, then I'm going to ask you, well, does he view view life the same way? Because you don't have to have similar personalities necessarily or all the same likes, but if what your moral compass is based on um, is your faith and his is not, then I, y'all may not 
y'all de- y'all aren't just going to work because that's how you live your life. And so I would ask that um, to make sure that she is being wise um, in, you know, who, who she's deciding to maybe pursue a relationship with. Um, and then obviously the more he comes up, the more questions I'll have, but I think that's the initial, what, what is, what are his interests and what, or sorry, what makes you interested in him? Like what about him? Because from there I can understand, okay, are you being very service level or have you really thought about this (laughs) or you just are interested in him because he's just cute or attractive? So then from there, I'll know which way to go with questions. Because I'm a question asker. Um, You can ask all my friends, especially when it comes to their men. I'll ask a lot of questions. Um, Yeah, so that was a great question. Man, we have flown through all these questions. And it is at the 20-minute mark. And so, again, I'm so thankful that y'all listen to me just ramble and talk. Um, If you have any questions, seriously send them in. I like any type of questions, funny, um, ridiculous, serious, something where I give a strong opinion. I'll answer them all in no particular order, but I'm so glad y'all listened and come back in two weeks on Friday.